my name's Gerns and welcome back to Mango Masala, the South Asian show. And for once, it's all three of us. We have got... I can't remember, you know. Uh, yeah, it is now. Yeah, you're <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, welcome. We've got Halima in the studio and we've also got Simran on stream. Hey, guys. Can you Simran, hear me? Simran, okay? you look very yeah. nice. Where are you going? Are you off somewhere? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm literally just doing this. Oh. I'm not well. The vaccine, man. It really... Oh, so you God. know when you're not well and then you just need to like oh, not feel look human like a again. corpse? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Well, you definitely don't look like a corpse. Thanks, girl. I wish I could see you, but I'm sure you guys both look lovely. Thank you. That's it, the compliment. Guys, I think... Okay, I'm looking at you, Carlos. Amazing. Fan yeah. Fabulous. Wow, wow, look at you both, flawless. Thank Gonna you, start thank getting I, thirst traps on Instagram. I need to get my eyes tested, guys. I'm going blind. Have you guys found that? Oh I, my we'll God. get into this, I, I'm sure. Do you know what? With the topics. Do you know what? I thought, like, so start of 2020, I thought I had, like, 2020 vision. Like, I thought, oh my God, Same. I'm so lucky. I was, like, thanking God. Like, thank you, God, for my vision. And then around, like, April time, so this is now lockdown last year, Um, I was basically, like, we have we have like a few like one of the, the the front living room in my house like it's quite big so the tv is like far away from the sofa so i was looking at the t i always thought that like i couldn't view that tv properly because it's too far away and then one day i thought let me try my sister's glasses guys guys i realized i'm actually blind and then i went for an optician's appointment and my prescription is like minus 2.75 which is like it's a lot like mm. it's it's quite bad like and and she was like, it must have been happening happening slowly, slowly, like over the years. And then the past couple of months must have, must have just like really deteriorated really quickly. So now I am like, I can't, I cannot see like past my hands without my glasses. No. It's mental. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Madness. That's what scares me because I used to have 20-20 vision. I have, I've had one eye test and it was like four years ago. And they're like, you're 20-20, like your vision's perfect, whatever. Yeah. And um, I was felt like a big man in it. And now I find myself constantly squinting. My eyesight's still Same good. Like I can read things that are far away and stuff, but like it is a bit of a struggle. Like, and I can't read words the same anymore. Like, I don't know, I'm just struggling more. Like my eyes constantly feel like strained. Go to the optician, Simran. Just I think it was, um, I think it's the pandemic, you know, because I've been staring at my screen for like an inappropriate amount of hours. Yeah, honestly, that might, yeah, I don't know what it was, mm. but she did say like when I went to like she did say it's just something's triggered it and it has deteriorated a lot. But yeah, that was quite scary. So now like I I can't go anywhere without glasses. I can't. I I literally I can't see. I miss my. Carlos, do you wear glasses? Right. So my story about glasses is like it's just it was the same with braces like glowing of growing up i kind of wanted it as like the whole like teenage oh, accessory, accessory. Yeah, but no i was always like oh i really want that because then it's like you know you know when yeah, you don't have yeah, something yeah, yeah. i feel like if i actually had braces i would have been like oh yeah I need to get rid of these yeah but i just wanted it to be like oh yeah i've got them but then i do have this thing where like when i read i like i go a bit cross-eyed like when I'm looking oh. at, I'm looking at text, <laughs> like, like it, my eyes, if I'm looking at for too long, they go across side. So like in year nine, I was like, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. Like, so. Going to the opticians purposely yeah. reading it all wrong. Like actually, she's just on the first slide and you're like, what does that say? I can't read it. So that like, I was being, I was true about everything and they got me some glasses, but then I kind of wore them for like a month and I was like, yeah. I actually don't nah. need them. Yeah. So yeah. that was my yeah i'm lucky in that respect i don't really need glasses yet such wood but the whole reason why we're kind of going in this area is because one of us is about to oh. enter a whole new chapter oh, no. of their lives very soon no <laughs> no guys Ugh. well for those of you who don't who aren't aware i am turning 25 in eight days a week tomorrow i'm turning 25 guys honestly like my gag reflex is going right now <laughs> i'm trying trying very hard to not vomit 25 how did i get here oh. 25 25 guys uh, i'm actually freaking out a little bit i'm freaking out like 25 i remember turning 15 you know like when you're young yeah and like Obviously, this doesn't sound really stupid, but like, you know, when you're young and you don't know what it's like to be old, 
So like your entire worldview is just from the perspective of like a young person. You think you're always going to be, that's always going to be your worldview. Like you think you're always going to mm-hmm. be young. Like you actually don't deep that like, nah, I'm, I'm going to be like 40 and 50. Like I'm going to be middle-aged and elderly. Do you know what I mean? It sounds stupid, but like, you know what? I saw a tweet the other day yeah. that was like about like, oh yeah, we need to stop this thing of like saying that women, middle-aged women, can't be sexy too, and we need to make it so that anyone over twenty-five feels comfortable. I was like, since when is over twenty-five middle-aged? Like, I know oh my god, no, guys, guys, guys! Oh my god, one of my little cousins was round at mine the other day, and I haven't. He's from Birmingham, and I hadn't seen him in like ages because of the pandemic right and he was just showing me his tiktok and one of his friends commented like oh nice drip or something he started explaining to me what drip means and i was like why are you explaining that to me he goes oh because you're old i thought no way i thought no way like this is actually how the kids see me it's disgusting but i think like it has got to that point now where there is a certain level of stuff that kids in high school that are doing now that i just don't really oh 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 oh, yeah 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 my 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 two youngest sisters have this running joke in the house where they keep calling me a boomer and like obviously i'm not like from that generation but like just the idea of that like you're old and you're so out of touch like you use facebook that apparently is the metric for if you're old and uncool but i'm like just to clarify i don't really use it that much i only use it sometimes <laughs> do they even know what myspace is oh my god i don't know it's, it's a weird one because it's like on the one hand i understand age is like you know arbitrary in a way like you know you're only as old as you feel and definitely we have this kind of especially when we're younger this massive kind of like misconception about what it what it is to age and and what it means and like, and like the ages that we assigned certain kind of like um like we assign certain meaning to certain ages right so like for example 30 people will think about 30 like oh my god that's so old but like people who are actually 30 are like no like this is the best age and like this is when we're really youthful and all this kind of stuff but so i understand on one hand like 25 does it actually does it have to mean anything that i don't want it to mean but then also like oh guys like quarter of a century it's one of those milestone ages where like you don't feel it when you turn 24 you don't feel it when you turn 26 but because it's one that that quarter of a century age you just put a certain like pressure or expectation on it i guess and i think that's why you yeah. feel the way that you feel because it, it's a social it's thing. It's a milestone. Yeah, like age yeah, is definitely. obviously, the, the concept of aging is definitely a social construct. Like, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. biologically we age, but like the meaning that, the social meaning that we mm. assign to certain ages, like 20, for example, like if I went on the X Factor, I would be oh in Louis Walsh's category, the category that they give him every year, the over 25s. I'll be in that category. Oh and when you, you watch it, you're like, oh my God, them man are old. Yeah. But that's me oh now. Mary, Burnham, Wagner and all that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Wagner. That's me. Shut up, It's just, it's horrid, but I don't know. I'm trying to like approach it, like even though I'm scared of being, because, okay, we've spoken about, you know, like the expectation of women to like settle down and marry and have children. And me, yeah, I always thought I was, I was going to like settle down earlier. I thought I would have a husband and like kid by 23. So like, and I, and I don't. And I don't. But I think a lot of people have that now. Like a lot of my friends are like, "I want to be a young mum. I want to be like one kid at twenty three. I want to be married by that time, whatever." And now we're all twenty one. They're all like, "Haha, that's not happening." Oh, Yo, do you know what it is? That like when you're young, you look at these ages and you think that's so that's so old, and you get to that age and you're like, "Nah, I actually feel like a kid still." Like, mm. I actually feel like a kid, but... It's also... When you're, like, 15, like, like you said, like, your worldview is aligned as a 15-year-old yeah. would see the world. Mm-hmm. So you only know it from that perspective when you're 15. Mm-hmm. You look at a 23, 24, 25-year-old as established adults at that yeah. point, and you think you've got so long to go because 15, 23 is only eight years. And yeah. as you know it at 15, eight years is half your life, more than half yeah, your life. Yeah, exactly. So for you, eight years is a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in actual, like... The whole across your whole lifespan, eight years isn't a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like the older and you there's get, there's a lot of developing to do in those eight years. In any year before you turn about twenty, all your development is done more or less. Like a lot of your, all the vast majority of it, and then it that, slows down. Those ages, isn't it? Like the 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 the, 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 the yearly change is exponential, and it's because the older you get, the longer your life has been, and therefore the smaller percentage of time a year is. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Years become arbitrary units as you get older. They become more and more arbitrary. Whereas when you're younger, a year seems like a it's really so long time because yeah. the amount of years that you've accumulated yourself are so low mm. mm-hmm. that you can't really perceive the fact that people that are in their 40s see a year as like a very small unit of time. Yeah. And for you, say you're 15, you're looking at someone that's 23, that eight year difference is huge because of the developmental mi- milestones that you're about to hit. And also the fact that you can't really perceive eight years like anyone else would at that age. Mm. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I feel like I've never really been, I've never been that conscious of like aging. I think probably when I hit twenty two, was when I felt a bit mm-hmm. like, oh, 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 I'm getting on. Oh, a bit. cool. Because I'm twenty two in like a month and a bit. Oh, really? You know why? <laughs> because I feel like tw- when you're twenty one, even though it's like you know an adult age, it's still very, it's still uni age. Like you're when you're twenty one, like you're you're kind of yeah. still like in uni if you go to if you went to uni. So. I think in that way, like, it's still kind of expected that you, you're allowed to be a kid. You're kind of still, mm-hmm. you know. And then 24, 20, 23, 24, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. And then, but 25 just seems, yeah, it, there's a lot I of feel that. I hear that, I hear that, you know. But saying that, as a 21-year-old, and also for you, as a soon-to-be 25-year-old, yeah. we've got a year and a half, I'm going to round that up to two years, to that, make up because yeah, of this pandemic. So that's forget true. these developmental milestones that you're supposed to hit at 21, so 25, right. 26, 28 and 30. Yeah. I'm setting that back two years because we've mm-hmm. missed two years. Mm-hmm. So if I'm still yeah. if I'm still in a club at 26, 27 and, and I shouldn't be or whatever, I don't care. Yeah, you're right. You know, I feel prob- I, I feel that's probably why I feel so like, I wouldn't say anxious, but so like apprehensive and like a bit like worried about turning 25 because there's a certain idea of what 25 looks like right and i if i feel like mm-hmm. as though i'm not really there yet but then i but then you're right like i i, I did lose like almost two years of like you know you've lost two years and 20s. also there is no blueprint for any given age there is no yeah, one true. and done deal for like what's what someone at each age should look like because everyone has a different timeline everyone goes mm. at their own pace mm. and there's no use comparing or like thinking that i should i should have x y and z established for myself by the time i'm x y and z age because that's just impractical this shouldn't it doesn't have to whatever and we've lost two years see i had this like really in-depth talk with one of my friends the other day where like okay so guys i'm kind of like going through it i can't lie i'm kind of going through it in the sense of like uh, this i wouldn't call it an existential crisis but like i'm just kind of going through it a little bit i'm about to hit 25 and i'm deep in like who i am and what i'm doing and guys i'm going on a pilgrimage <laughs> i'm going on a pilgrimage she's soul searching I'm, I'm soul searching because i was having this really in-depth conversation with my friend the other day and i was talking about how like like someone would look at me and be like oh you know she's quite well established like you know she's got two degrees she went to good uni she's got a good job all of these things and it's like Obviously, I've spoken before about how I've got ADHD, right? And I don't feel as though I have ever done anything in my life where I'm like, yeah, that's like, I've done this to to, to my potential. Mm. I feel like the max potential I've ever done in my life is like 15%. I'm actually I'm deadly, deadly serious, guys. Um, what do you think the reason is? Do you think it's you've held yourself back, or something else has been held? Uh, you a lot back? of it, I think, is my ADHD. Honestly, I think a lot of it is my ADHD. Um, yeah, and and I feel like just with everything, like with there's so many things that I'm interested in doing, and so many like I know in myself, like I'm talented in so many ways, and I just never live up to my potential because. Yeah, because I mean that's a whole other conversation about my ADHD in the way. But I don't think life. that's necessarily true that you don't live up to your potential because obviously, like you said, you've achieved some amazing things. See, that's what my as friend said. That, as someone that understands ADHD very well, I know that when you get into certain stages where you feel very proactive, like extremely productive, and you feel like it's almost that manic period where, like, you know, yeah. you have your lows, your ups, and your downs. When you have that kind of manic period where you feel mm. like you can do everything and be really productive, mm. that's probably when you feel like I could do so much more. I can take on X, Y, and Z more projects, and like, you know, I can work at this potential. But that's not sustainable, which is why you, when you get out of that period, you get so knackered afterwards, and you go into the down stage. Mm. It's not even. It's not even when I'm in the manic period. Just kind of like in general, right? Like in general, like aside from like the hyperactivity, just just when I look at like my life, right? And I look at like there's so many, especially, and I think a lot of it, like the pandemic, has like compounded a lot of these feelings as well. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I feel like this past year, like this past year and a half, two years, especially with like lockdowns and stuff like that, I've been in such like a vegetative state. 
like I don't know I just feel as as though yeah, but you're definitely not alone in that like yeah. that's what everyone feels like and saying that we're still like doing stuff like this radio show we've been out and about doing projects and our own thing like in on the more creative side of things for people that work in like nine to five corporate jobs that are literally just working from home now there's no office to go to nothing that's vegetative like yeah. they have to go really out of their way to find stuff to put them in a in a creative state or like in a very active state and i i kind of sympathize with those people nah, i feel you man i feel you but yeah i don't know that's just where i'm at right now and i'm just looking i'm just looking at like especially the past year and i'm just thinking about like i feel like i've been on autopilot and you know like when you're mm -hmm. present but you're not really present and like it's your mm -hmm. life but you're not really like living your life like you're just kind of like in the passenger seat on like your own life and I'm thinking now about how to kind of like be very present in my own life and be present in my like story and like present in like the trajectory of my life um so I'm trying to like kind of get back in touch with like myself you know like my inner consciousness mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like really, really be intentional about my life and intentional in the way that I live and the things that I do and be present at every single moment. Not just not just be there and like, oh, I'm here because of, of, of uh, you know, a sequence of events that have led me here. But like I'm here because it's my life and I've made it so. Do you know what I mean? So I've decided to go on a pilgrimage. It is um, it's this like trek in northern Spain where it's like from the medieval times it was like this really really holy pilgrimage um and but the whole walk is like um the whole walk is like a month and it covers like i think like 400 over 400 kilometers but i'm only doing half of it um so then i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and it's supposed to be like really spiritual and it's supposed to like you know be super enlightening and like this is whole idea of like disconnecting and just kind of going and finding yourself i sound like a gap year kid but guys that's just where i'm at right now um and then i've got well yeah and then i'm gonna spend like a couple of weeks backpacking around spain by myself so i'm just kind of because obviously i start work soon and i'll be doing the whole 95 thing and in some ways like i'm kind of like looking forward to that giving me some sense of structure but yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this trip and hopefully come back like a more connected and more conscious and present and intentional person. It's good because those are things that in life we need to make time to do. And I think that kind of stuff gets swept to the side. Like we talk about self-care a lot, but I think a lot of people limit self-care to something like a face mask. But it's yeah, like self-care goes so beyond that. And it's totally normal to take weeks at a time out if you want, like if you can, just to look after yourself. Yeah. Like just one day every now every couple of months like a mental health day I, in my opinion is never enough like mm, you have to look after it the same way you would look after your physical health and doing stuff like reconnecting with the earth reconnecting with your cultural roots reconnecting with people that you love like those are really important things to keep your spiritual emotional and mental health high i agree i agree wisely and you know what simran if you're saying that at like 21 then there's hope for everyone yeah <laughs> love to hear it i mean as oh wait are you gonna play music now i mean yeah unless you want to like impart some more words us. of wisdom yeah. well i was just gonna say because obviously you guys are i don't know about you call us but like lalima saying that she's like nervous about turning 25 and stuff and i was like i had a massive crisis turning 21 swear um, down and I know you guys like call me the baby and stuff, but like I had the biggest crisis turning 21. Really? I was like so stressed out. It was just such a big, for me, it was a massive milestone. And I was like, God, like, and now, I've, now I'm an adult in theory. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it's just a big thing about like pacing yourself and realizing that mm. Mm. not one pace is the be all and end all for every single person. Like, yeah, you have I agree. to I agree. work at your own pace and yeah. stuff like that. I think, there is a thing that I'm realizing, like as people get younger, no, sorry, as younger people get older and like you start seeing them out in places like for nightclubs and stuff, for example, like in uni being the third year as opposed to the first year, like the little fresher. I look at the people that are younger and I'm like, whoa, like this is so weird. I'm no longer you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? It, it's so like debilitating sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it's so it's a very weird experience, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, in terms of ages, obviously like like I'm not when I say I'm nervous about turning 25 I understand like it's it's a it's 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 just a number 
it's the meaning that I'm assigning to it for example like I'm using I'm quite even though like I'm nervous about it I'm quite glad and like excited in some ways because I'm using it as like a watershed in my life right because I'm at a point where I realize like my life is not what I want it to be my life doesn't look like how I want it to be and me myself I'm not who I want to be right so I'm using this kind of like you know arbitrary almost like watershed um as as a turn well I'm trying to use it as a turning point in my life so at the end of the day like I mean I could I could have what well, I could have decided to do this like three months ago just wake up one day and do it you know like there's never there's never like a mm-hmm. there's there's never something that you need to wait for in particular if you want to make a change in your life or whatever else but like for me it just helps to kind of have that like that break you know in terms of like mm. 24 and now 25 so yeah yeah life is what you make it guys that's what i'm saying in it life is what you make it you just you just have to wake up and you have to ask yourself am i living the life that i want to live am i the person who i want to be and if you're not do what you got to do to to live the life that you want to live take it into your own hands yeah exactly with but also enjoy your youth because you only have it once don't be afraid of aging and growing old because that's the only thing that we can't change in our lives it's the one thing that's inevitable but enjoy your youth because it's such a good time to just explore who you are as a person and make the changes to become who you want to be 100 i always get really really like self-reflective around my birthday so you guys haven't really like Mm -hmm. neither of you have really followed me on instagram for long but like every year on my birthday i'll do like a really long self-reflective instagram post (laughs) and the theme of the post is always about gratitude but i was thinking the other day like i've actually lived you know like i've actually lived you know, I'm, I am really lucky and I'm really grateful for the life that I've had because I've been able to experience so much. I've been able to do so much. And like, I feel at some point, obviously, because of the way society works, we all kind of have to like, you know, settle down and like, you know, get serious and whatever the hell else. But I do feel like even if that time forcefully came now, I would be happy with with, with the way that I've lived my life thus far, you know? So, Yes, a lot of anxiety, but also a lot of great, a lot and lot, a lot of gratitude. I I am very, very lucky. I'm very lucky. Good to hear. This is like positive, guys. This isn't different. Normally we're like, we go into the music breaks and we're just like, yeah, whatever. No, this is good. Like Like our good sis Coffee said, gratitude is a must, you know? That is what makes life worth living. And that is what helps you to enjoy your life. Gratitude. Cool. So we had a little bit of a Mango Masala meeting on Thursday and Halima told us about something that she was having to do this week. So I'll let you take it from here. It was here. a few hours after the meeting. Guys, I had to do a speed awareness curse. <laughs> Shame. Oh my God. Bloody hell. How was it? Um, Boring. Mind-numbingly boring. I was lucky because... Um, you like pre-pandemic, these were in person, so you'd have to go to like to you know like a center and, yeah. and do the course there. But I got to do it from the comfort of my own home, and so I actually had plans on Thursday, um, and because because I forgot about it, and I was thinking to still go to my plans and just make my sister sit and do the course for me, um, but that's a good sister if she was willing to do that for you allegedly 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 i was thinking but i know i didn't because i am a law-abiding citizen but in the end i had to do it um and it was just i mean it's i just i wasn't really i wasn't paying attention like i just wasn't like yeah i don't know what to tell you it's just boring like they just tell you about the rules of the law the yeah the law yeah. and the rules of the road and why you shouldn't be speeding and you know what like all of it is very valid like you shouldn't be speeding mm-hmm. um this is a public apology for speeding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but... um yeah it was just boring man like the guy was... this is a public apology <laughs> don't cancel me guys <laughs> but i suppose first of all do we think well Simran, I know you said that you haven't been to one, but I did a speed awareness course like five years ago now, oh, and I, obviously I can imagine it probably hasn't changed that much because I had to do it in person because it was like obviously pre-COVID and that. But having done one, yeah. do you think it's actually like a valid? Is it useful? Yeah, like is is it like obviously I'm glad that we were able to do that instead of getting points or getting fined or whatever, mm. but. Do we actually think is it actually valid? Is it a worthwhile way of like getting oh, through God. to people? Don't mm. don't speed. 
from my perspective, like, I mean, I don't know because people are different to me and people think differently to me. And there are some people that take stuff seriously. Like me, yeah, I'm just an unserious candidate, like just generally. Like just, just in life, I'm just unserious, guys. So, you know that whole conversation I was saying before about I need to be more serious? Well, right now, I'm just very unserious. Um, so I don't know. Like, it's, it's very like... I mean, if you're driving, you're aware of what you're already aware of what a speed limit is, and you're already aware of the fact that you shouldn't be speeding. There wasn't anything particularly like elucidating or enlightening on the course that made me feel like I didn't know this before, but now I'm never gonna speed again. Um, the only thing that was quite impactful was when they spoke about like there was a bit where they took they 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 went into um like breaking times at at different mm. speeds, so like. If you break at like 30, 30 miles an hour and there's a pedestrian, you won't hit it. But even if it's like one mile an hour, so if, even if it's like 31 miles an mm. hour and you break at that same speed and the same time, like you would hit the person. So like yeah. it was good to know that like it can actually make a difference. Yeah. And it's really funny slash good that you said that because that is literally the one thing that I was going to say. Like that's mm. what stuck with me. And it was something about, I think that, and also they said something about if you're like on the motorway and you crash, even if you yourself are fine, if mm. you're going at a certain speed, like literally your organs inside you will crash like themselves. So uh-huh. you, they, there's been people before that have like crashed on the motorway, have been completely, they haven't like had any impact, external impact, but it's literally that their insides are like the Mash speed up. of like, yeah. <laughs> so I suppose that, and also like you said, like it, it, it was like it every mile per hour counts like you can mm. literally be going just a little bit faster and that could yeah. be the change between whether you actually Hit run someone, someone or over don't. or don't yeah. but the thing is as well like in terms of speed limits like mm. sometimes they just don't make any sense and obviously this isn't us saying like go and like speed around everywhere yeah. but like sometimes i this is it's like you go back and forth because i was thinking like oh yeah like there's so many places like like dual carriageways like mm. princess parkway where they've made it 30 and it's like why yeah yes. yeah like why have they done that yes but, that annoys me so yeah. much but then i was like wait cars like if you if you are arguing oh no but people shouldn't be messing around on a dual carriageway anyway you think about the type of people that are going to be living right next to you. I was just about to say, well, yeah. this is what I learned on my speed yeah. awareness course, guys. The speed limit is <laughs> on the environment. So mm. when it's like residential and there's houses around, it's going to be a lower speed limit. And it's only when, like, you can have two roads and one road could be lined with trees and one road could be lined with houses. And it's the one that's lined with houses that will, that that's how they do it, basically. It's based on the environment. But, um, but that's the thing. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, but when i thought about that part of me was kind of like yeah but like it's stupid like why would you ever be playing in a dual carriageway and i was like the people that are living in houses right next to dual carriageways right next to busy roads are more than likely people who are living there not necessarily by choice it's because mm. it's a house that they can afford mm. so then i'm kind of like well i can't be like saying like oh they shouldn't be playing there when it's literally like they are they are stuck there you yeah, know what i yeah, mean like yeah, they yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like mm. they've chosen to live on a dual carriageway you mm. know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's kind of like shouldn't presume someone yeah. else's circumstance in it so the whole thing is just a bit like but it's still annoying i say that much like i remember the good old days and also the good old days when you could drive all the way down wilmslow road without it changing into the bus lane oh and like, you have to go on a route like oh my God. Simran probably has no idea what we're talking about right You know what? Now. I hate driving in Wimmy. I'm going to say I hate driving in Wimmy. Guys, okay, it's a bit... I'm a bit. I'm being a bit hypocritical because I can't lie. I'm I have so been lost told, right now. I have been told numerous times that I drive like a cuzzy. And you know what? I'll put my hands up. I do drive like a cuzzy. For those of you who don't know what I mean by that, I mean like, you know, the young Asian men that kind of like... Classic. You know, cuzzy. Yeah, yeah, I can't lie. I do low-key drive like a cuzzy. But then when I get on with me, I absolutely hate it. It's just chaos, mm. no order, <laughs> no nothing. Like it's it's absolute mayhem, and and I can't stand. It. And it's always busy. There's never anywhere to park. Oh gosh. Yeah. I can draw a parallel with that because I can't relate, but I can relate to something down here, Southall, which is like mini India in West London, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like this town, and it's literally India. Driving there 
is what I imagine driving in India to be yes, like. Yes, like, I was just about to say lanes, that. People think they're still back home. They don't deep your lanes, bruv. Gone. Lanes, uh-huh. gone. Yeah. Rules of the road, out the window. Yeah, yeah, Giving yeah. way, a myth. Yeah. They do not care. Mm. They literally, they, they have a destination to go to and they're going to get there. They don't care. Mm. Literally, I literally see like one lane turn into two, three lanes turn into four. People are turning. There's like a no turn sign. They're turning anyway. Yeah. People are like arguing with the parking inspector. I'm like, oh my it's God. It's actually a free-for-all. Like when you get around them ends, it's actually a free-for-all. Especially like, even just generally like in long sight when I'm driving around, like it's a free-for-all. Like I, I will just... You think this is a civil, civilized country with democracy... And where the law upholds, not in these areas. Mm-mm. And you know what I Because obviously, like, all my, like, older cousins, they're all cousins, and my dad and my uncles, they all have kind of, like, certain <laughs> driving habits from, like, back home and whatever else. And I think I... Because I only started driving this year. I didn't realise how much of their drive bad driving habits I had internalised. Mm. And I now drive that way. So I do need to do... A, like, even though, you know, the speed awareness course, it was, like, I did find it very mind-numbing and it was quite boring and whatever else and i wasn't really paying attention i do also you know hold myself accountable for the fact that i do need to stop speeding well done helena thank you guys see see (laughs) new me guys new me carlos carlos can you tell people that i was on time today for you, yeah, you were like three minutes late. Yeah, so I came I at three or three, guys. <laughs> and that's, that wasn't even my fault. That was There was traffic. I left my house at 20 to three. And it takes like 12 minutes to get here. So I thought, oh my God, I want to be so early. Carlos is going to be so impressed. <laughs> and then there was bare traffic. But I was on time. Yeah, I'm I'm holding back from saying that I'm impressed that you got here like three minutes afterwards. But oh, it, Thank it, you. It and is, you know what I did this morning, guys? What like I woke do? up early and you know where I went? To the gym. To the gym. Yeah, I saw, I saw like a tweet, a tweet that you did the other day, and I was like, "Wait, Halima goes to the gym." I thought she just does her hiking thing. Like, I didn't think you actually go. to No, the I gym. do. I do a lot of hiking, but I'm I've been every day. Well, Let's guys, go, Queen. This is actually this is really the new me, you know. Twenty-five. She said, "I'm twenty-five and I'm a baddie." <laughs> oh. I'm finally, it's taken me a quarter of a century, but I'm finally getting my life together. I have one final question before we play a bit of music. Go on. Would any of you ever drive back home? No, never, never. Like it's, not even, yeah. it's not even a road, Carlos. No, it's not even a road. No. Are you serious? No. Then, man, you know I what? I wouldn't yeah. even attempt it. Do you know what? Yeah, like I know we look, we we kind of like look at it like, oh my god, it's so lawless and and blah 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 blah. But you know what? They must be some of the most skilled drivers in the world. Mm. Like if you can actually mm-hmm. drive in those conditions, th- honest to God, like they would have no problem here. Like. And you know, like the whole like um, beeping horns thing, because it is oh literally. God, yeah. If you if you haven't been like, it's literally like a different world. Yeah. Like when you come back and it's so much more silent. It's like what is going on? But actually, yeah. it is like you're only beeping. You're beeping your horn. People know you're there. You know what I mean? You know, like, so like you know, Dhaka is like so the capital of Bangladesh is like the uh, is that the most or like one of the most populated, po- densely populated um, cities in the world, and. Uh, the traffic in Dhaka is mental. Like there was one time we was get, wanting to go from A to B, and, and on Google Maps is an eight minute drive, and in actuality it took ninety minutes. Like it took an hour and a half because of how bad the traffic is, and all you hear all night and all day is beep 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 beep, beep like all through the city. It's mental. Mm-hmm. But then when I miss Bangladesh and I think about the things that remind me of Bangladesh, it's the sound of car horns. <laughs> like, that's one of the things that remind me. Sentimental. Honestly, I miss Bangladesh, man. I was thinking about it the other day. I mean, I think about it all the time, but it's all sad because usually we go every other summer, so this summer would have been like, we would have been there. So it'd be sad. Instead, you go on a pilgrimage. In in rural Spain, yeah. Next best thing. <laughs> right, so conclusion is we would never drive in India or anywhere in South Asia, really. Yeah. And don't speed. And don't speed. <laughs> yeah, don't speed. Because no, honestly, guys, like, yeah, I mean, I can't really spin any other way on it. Like, just don't. Just don't, yeah. yeah. Just follow the law in it. Yeah, be good people. So, finally got HB in the building. I feel like this has been a long time coming. It's been absolutely long time. It is what it is. But thank you very much for having me. How are you doing, guys? That's all coming on. No, thank you. Am I just speaking into your mic for me just to make sure that that's... Oh yeah, I I I I thought I could. Um... <laughs> there oh, there go. it is. There we go. Ah, uh, we're back. That's we're nice. back. 
Yes, welcome HB, welcome to Manchester. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you making the effort to come here, obviously. Always. I forgot that you're obviously based in London. <laughs> like, I just keep on thinking Burton on Trent, like I was just like... It's alright, man. I, 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 I want to wrap my hands in it, so... No, like, That's what I'm about. Thank you. So, like, for people listening that might not know who you are, what you do, just let them know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a hip-hop artist. I don't want to be confined to just Asian. Um, but yeah, I do hip hop artists. Um, I like to say artists as well because I like to dabble in different bits of it. I'm not just a rapper. Um, I'm based in London, but I rep from my hometown, which is Burton on Trent. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm very sure about it. You just told me in the break that you left as soon as you got the chance. Are you sure? I'm still repping for it. I'm still repping for it. It's, okay. it's my hometown. Okay. No, it's like I'll still like rep Warrington. Oh, not Warrington. <laughs> yeah. Like. No, maybe I won't go around professing it, but at the same time, if anyone asks me, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Warrington. Oh, God. See? Special. See. Okay, to be fair, I do rep Longside, but I don't feel like it's as embarrassing as those other places, so... It's all right. Just come to bed and I'll, I'll show you, like, yeah, what we've got to offer. Yeah, so what do, what <laughs> what, do, you, what do you have <laughs> Nothing. It'll be a very it, short Well, you know trip. what? It's world famous for brewing beer. I don't drink. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, you can see how it's made, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, sure. We've got a Heineken factory around the corner, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, it smells so bad around there. Oh, we've got a Marmite factory. You're not, yeah. <laughs> You're not selling it. You're not selling it. He's got Marmite in beer brewing. No. That's about it. I'm all right, thanks. Very interesting. <laughs> but obviously, music is your main passion, right? Yeah, 100%. And you've got this Black Sun EP, which has followed the same sort of path which you did for the last EP, which forgive me, I've forgotten the consistency. name. Consistency. Yeah, congrats, by the way. Yeah. So, like, and I, I remember you discussing it with you when you were saying about how it's this, basically, it's the best way to do it in, ter- in this day and age in terms of streaming and that, where you're releasing one track at a time, yeah. and then once the final track's released, that's it. The EP is in its Yeah, entirety, sort of yeah. Yeah, so how have you found doing that, obviously, the second time with the Black Sun? I mean, it's getting better. The The thing for me is it's like, because I've, I've not got a following or anything, so if I had a massive following or something, I would just put package it as an EP and drop it all at once. Mm. But in order to, you know, these algorithms and all this stuff and whatever. Mm. So I thought, all right, if I drop one every, like, three weeks, then hopefully it'll start to come into the algorithm better and sort of mm. do better like that. We had this conversation, I think, well, by the way, I don't know if my mic is on. Is it on? I can hear you. It's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, we had this conversation with Rebellious when he came in and we spoke about, like, you know, music, like, how algorithm, like, streaming algorithms, like, affect the way that music is brought out now and, like, hyper-consume, like, hyper-consumption of music mm. and the fact that, like, you just got to be really, really quick. You got to keep dropping in order to stay relevant because it moves so fast now and it kind of, like, takes away from the art of dropping, like, an entire body of work, you know, that is, like, kind of holistic and thematic in itself. I've already, I've already planned, like, weirdly, mm. I've already planned, like, when I do get big enough to drop, like, an album stuff, mm. I've planned my first two albums, how, what I want to do, like, the concept, like, concept yeah. of it and things yeah. like that, so, yeah. yeah. So, I was going to say, do you feel like, like, you know, streaming algor- algorithms and the, f- and, and the hyper-consumption of music has, um, like, compromised or, like, jeopardised artistry in, in terms of, like, bodies of work rather than just putting out standalone Yeah, songs? things like, especially, like, TikTok and stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. There's certain there's certain songs that will bang on TikTok, but yeah. if you actually, it's like you're right. I know I don't want to discredit them, but like you know, Russ Millions, right? Mm. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, like, we spoke about this. He's come yeah. out with bangers, isn't it? Like he has come out with bangers, but personally, I he, I don't think he's a really great artist, but yeah. he knows how to create a moment, mm. and that's what he's done, mm. and they become very good on like TikTok and stuff, and that's why it's done so well. I think it also like it's a very interesting no. I agree because if that's oh sorry, oh sorry, go on, go on, Simran. I agree because if a song slaps on TikTok, that's your marketing for the song done. Mm. And you can get millions of hits, millions of views, millions of listens to your song just because it slapped on TikTok and it's become a trend. That's how Russ has gained such a big following now since the Body and the Body remix has come out Mm. because he just got lucky in a sense and the TikTok algorithm favoured it to the point where massive TikTok creators made it a trend. Hence, everyone made TikToks to the Body song and then people would obviously go and listen to Body in their own time. And we said that TikTok is a make or break for a song or even an artist in some cases when you're making TikTok friendly songs. It's literally like a formula to it at this point. Yeah, even even big artists are doing it now. Like, you know, 2C Slide that came out last year. That yeah. was definitely a TikTok song. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says. The way that mm-hmm. he planned, like, it was basically just a dance. And I was like, 
made for TikTok. Yeah, yeah like, but why, I, why would yeah. you release that otherwise? <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it's, it's a really interesting comment, though, on, like, the commercial viability of artists and the fact that, like, do you genuinely have to be a good artist and genuinely have crafted your art or do you just need commercial viability in the sense that it's nothing you need to, the, to be, like, gimmicky? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's you need either to be that able to... or you need to just be in the right place, right time. Yeah. Or you need to have I a agree. personality. A lot of people, a lot, lot of artists now just don't have personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've come across so many in my studio. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you can you can hear it in the in the songs as well. Mm. But they'll do well because they're in like an area where people play their kind of songs mm. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. mm. where do you see yourself fitting into that then? In in in, a, in an industry that is like very saturated and where you need to be almost like gimmicky or, or create like a one-off moment in order to get your shine. How do you cope and like um, carve out your own space like as an artist with credibility? So for me, like I always say to people, as an artist, mm. I'm not the best rapper. Mm-hmm. I can't sing for crap, mm. but I honestly believe my songwriting, mm. I can go against anyone, like genuinely okay. anyone. Okay. So like I'm a songwriter, like I work with R&B artists as well right. and I've written songs for them um so that's my that's what i can bring to the table yeah i can bring that to the table like i can write a strong hook i can write like melodies and stuff even though i can't perform on myself i can get other people to do it listen if you're looking for uh (laughs) (laughs) oh he doesn't get the running joke basically the running joke is that i'm like a notoriously bad singer i've I've heard you're sick that's what i heard that's what you were telling me before you've heard my singing no you told me you were sick no, I mean, yeah, I think so, but everyone else doesn't. Mm. I get slapped around the head when I start singing, and I'm like, why? No comment. All right, Carlos, yeah. But besides music as well, obviously, you've got your podcast, which yeah. you're planning on expanding. So, mm. might you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, so I started this podcast basically just jumping on the bandwagon, man. Like, I've always had this thing where the reason why I want to actually get big and famous, and I always say I want to get famous, I'm not going to like shake away from that. It's because I like helping people and giving people yeah. advice. Like I feel like I can give really good objective advice a lot of the time. Um, so we might have a chat after the show then. <laughs> that's calm. That's calm. <laughs> Honestly, and then I was like, you know what? I saw all these people doing podcasts, and one of my friends did one. She she did a really good one, and I was like, you know what? I've already got a mic and stuff. I might as well just start one up. Sort of put my thoughts out, um, and yeah, I just started chatting some crap on on the mic about some some topics that are going on at the minute. Um, but yeah, the, the the bigger project, like you mentioned, Carlos, was I've got a, together with a few of my friends. We want to make it a lot more music focused. Mm. Uh, we're going to film it or get it properly edited and stuff. Um, and it's basically just on my balcony. We thought it'd be a, bit, be a bit different, you know, not just like in a room or something. Mm. So, so have a nice view. Uh, and yeah, we're you know we're, we're basically recording the first ones this week. Hopefully, out at the end of this month. So, yeah. And like, what type of stuff is it going to cover? Basically, just music. Predominantly what music, music topics are you like particularly passionate about? I just love discuss- discussing artists, songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a lot of like ranking things, like maybe like um, under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's my The thing is that like, we all love hip hop and R and B, but we all like it in different like different genres ah, of it. Do you know what okay, I mean like cool, subgenres? Cool. So I think that's why it'll be good because mm-hmm. we're not always going to be agreeing with like all of mm-hmm. our points. So mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what we're. And it would just be good. I think we, there's four of us. We're all mates. Yeah. We get on. We, there's always a laugh. So yeah. it's a good dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I do like as well what you're saying about like doing it with a view because I think that is the way so many podcasts are is because realistically the quality of it isn't what you're talking about at the end of the day because that's been an interesting topic. But then because of that, the visuals for a lot of them that maybe less effort goes into because it is just ultimately people sitting in front of a mic. So this idea of being balcony, I think that will add like an extra element, which would be yeah, like nice to actually exactly. watch it rather than. That's what we're going it. for. I, I I always like to do things a bit different. That's literally what I do. <laughs> like mm. even with my music, I won't try and copy someone. Mm. I'll always try something different. Mm. If it bangs or it doesn't. Mm. Speaking of which, who are your music inspirations? I, you know what? I take inspiration from everyone. Like genuinely either bad or good because from the people that i don't really like i'll be like i don't want to do that that. yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like i always do that but i always say i don't really have role role models but if there's one person who i could like work with or just like have dinner with dead or alive it'd be Kanye west Mm. i swear down talk us through that (laughs) i mean i was gonna do it after the music but let's get into it right now like okay so i know obviously before we um brought hb on i asked him like oh what do you really want to talk about and 
I didn't plan for it to be the same week that basically Kanye and Drake have both dropped. Both have dropped, yeah. 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 So, and obviously, I imagine both of them are probably quite big influences for you. Obviously, you just confirmed Kanye is. So, talk us through that. Give us the taste of this podcast then, like, Kanye so, v's Drake. It's if it's on. Kanye versus Drake, then, I mean, <laughs> they're my two, literally, Your dead books. or alive, they're my two favourite artists of all, all right, time. Okay. Um, it's respect. And, I respect it. Like Kanye is one. I'm okay. not gonna lie to you, but okay. <laughs> like, but um, Talk to you when you're I'll be honest, right? You know, like all this Donda stuff, like this, the parties and stuff. Yeah, mm. I thought I was sick. It was annoying, obviously, when he didn't drop, but it was sick. Um, when I first heard Donda, there were a few songs that I was like gassed for, mm-hmm. and that's what I want. I want that feeling. Mm. Um, the the cons to it, it was too long, and it didn't sound like it'd been like perfectly mastered mm-hmm. which is fine i think mm-hmm. you might have gone for that Jesus kind of approach where it's mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean like it's more about the rugged, feeling yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah there were like pretty decent songs i'd say it's the best thing i've heard from him since Jesus because i don't really like pablo mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah and then the drake one oh my god i think it's awful Really? Yeah. Yeah. I find that really interesting because the way that I've heard it, a lot of people are the other way around. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of like personally, I'm I'm really interested listening to this because I haven't had the time to listen to either, like in depth at least. But the way that I've heard it, the majority of people I've heard have been saying like, "Oh yeah, Drake has completely outshone Kanye with this new certified lover boy." Like, nah. See, I I haven't listened to Donda for because. You see them times when people cancel Kanye, yeah? I never really uncancelled him, I can't lie. <laughs> mm. So I just kind of was like... I had a, so what like two of my friends they have like a music podcast right and I went and we went on and we spoke about Kanye and I said I just refrained from commenting on that man because he's obviously going through some ish and <laughs> it's just I'm just I, I'm not there's just a lot more that we don't see and understand so mm. I'm just not whatever so I actually did, and then he he came out with like Marilyn Manson and there's a whole <laughs> whole thing about that I'm sorry to get politically poli- politically correct but that is my portion so I was just a bit like I'm not really gonna touch that. Um, but then CLB, I thought I I did I, okay. I wouldn't say it was absolutely awful. Like there are some enjoyable tracks on it, but I didn't think it was like really good. The way people are gassing it, I think it's 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 been overhyped. Like a lot of the songs sound very samey. Yeah. A lot of them sound like very soulless. A lot of them like see see my my favorite Drake is rapper Drake. Like that's my favorite Drake. You know. So Drake is very very versatile. Like Drake is irrefutable he's undeniable you can't deny drake right and he is just he's in like multiple bags like he's got his fingers in multiple pies and i think that's one of the great like what makes him such a great artist um but my favorite personal drake is like rapper drake and he doesn't do much like rapping he does a lot of sing rapping song rapping like i just, I just find i just find it lazy man like that's mm. why i like the Kanye one because like, you could hear him pushing boundaries yeah. Even when he, the way he was rapping, I was yeah. like, I've not heard him rap like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. with Drake, I was like, I've heard this before. Very samey. That's mm-hmm. it. And even from even track by track, like I was feeling as though like there's not much to discern between like the different tracks on the album. And I I, I generally love Drake like a lot. Mm, yeah, I've yeah, started yeah. hating him a little, not hating him, but like criticize him a little bit more. Yeah. No, like I didn't like Scorpion, and they, I and I think this is worse than Scorpion. No, oh, yeah, I mean, I like Scorpion, I'm not gonna lie. No, th- for me, this is worse than But Scorpion. guys, can we talk about, this morning I was in the car with my little sister, my 12-year-old sister, I was driving her somewhere, and um, Girls Like Girls came on. Can we <laughs> talk about that lesbian bar? <laughs> my sister turned to me, my 12-year-old, so there's a bar, and he goes like, oh, what, what's the bar? Like, she's Girl, like, you're a lesbian, oh, me too. Oh, me too, and my little <laughs> sister, my 12-year-old sister, who's like half the time, you know, she's in that age, she's not even in the world half the time. And she turns to me, she's like, how does that make any sense? Like, what is he talking about? Yeah, and I was like, it's just me. Drake, sis. Yeah, it annoyed me. Do you why did it annoy you? I thought it was funny, man. I was like, why is he saying that? Like, it's don't make so no sense. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any strong opinions on either Kanye or Drake's recent drops, Simran? Glad you're <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so... I like Halima. I stay out of Kanye's way. Like I don't yeah, really engage that much. Like I see the headlines and I don't read. I don't read about it. I just see what's going on. So I know like the broad sense of what he gets up to. Um, so I kind of followed pre Donda everything he was doing roughly. Um, he created a lot of hype for this album that obviously dropped and 
for me, it wasn't that impressive. I liked it more than Pablo. I didn't like it more than Jesus because I think Jesus was groundbreaking. But this album, like I can list you off a couple songs that I love. Um, the features are really, really, really good, but it didn't like wow me. I don't know. I just I think it's I think for me it ties a lot into him as a person. Yeah. And it's something that I can't vibe with fully. And my heart always vibes with Drake. Saying that, CLB was mid. Yes, no, I I totally agree with everything you said there. Yeah. Yeah, CLB, like, the features were flat. Considering the big, big, big names he had on CLB, the features were flat. It was very produced like it was a very yeah, record that's what I mean by album yeah 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 it was very um like he followed a template with every yeah. song every Formulaic. it was predictable the Travis Scott feature was the Travis Scott feature was predictable the future song way too sexy it is such a banner I, but it is so dry I like it does it. nothing really? I, think oh, it's I saw fun. the video I oh I love it video. I thought that's the why I think it's funny. fun yeah it's fun but it's not like it's a good fun music. song because it's a future song like yeah. but you know what like the 21 Savage feature is amazing, but um, the Young Thug feature was unnecessary. There's a song called In Too Deep. I have never been edged so much by a song. I literally ruined my day listening to it. I got so angry that the beat didn't drop in the first 40 seconds, let alone the first two and a half minutes of it. I was listening to it in the car and I was like, this song is literally just like, it's sucking the life out of me. It had so much potential and it went nowhere. Anyway. I think both of these albums, like, do you know what it is? It's like when there's such a hype, like when there's such a a great rollout of the album, right? I mean, we've Mm -hmm. done that. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then with the Drake, especially with the, you know, when he was doing all them billboards, like, hey, so. (laughs) Yeah, yes. I like that. I'm not going to lie. I like that. I like that because it gets you hyped. CLB marketing. CLB marketing was 10 10 out of 10. 10, 10. Donda marketing was okay. It was like accidental marketing. He created hype because of people were just interested at that point. People were almost yeah. a bit worried about him, the Mercedes Benz Stadium stuff. Like, it was a bit, it was a lot. Yeah. CLB marketing was on point yeah. for the album to not hit the mark. That's what it is. I feel like it feels even worse when you expect greatness. Right? I think they, it was I way too much planned it. They planned it between dropping as well. There's no way, there was no plan between either that or Drake knew Kanye was dropping and decided to drop the same week because of all the stuff that's been going on between I, them. No, there was some sort of, there's. There's got to be some sort of like thing going on there. Yeah, cause... probably. You know what they say, no publicity is bad publicity. Mm. It's true. You know what's sad, though, is the artwork for both, <laughs> for, for both oh, of them. Oh, come on. Donda, Donda didn't surprise me, like did not surprise me, black screen art. Yeah. CLB is literally pathetic. I think it's jokes, though, because you, you know, know what? Do you know who like... designed it? Who? Do you know Damien oh, Hurst? Oh, yeah, 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 Damien yeah. Hurst, like the massive artist, yeah. like global icon artist. Yeah. Yeah, he designed yeah. the yeah. CLB cover. But listen, do you know how, this is why I say Drake is a superstar because he dropped that year and then bare brands like Pepsi and KFC oh, yeah. And, yeah. and all of these, they started then doing like the r- remaking emojis, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like remaking it. And it's like you, this guy, like when I say he's like superstar level, like he's genuinely superstar level. If there's one thing Drake can do is marketing and branding. Yeah, trust, mm. trust. If there's one thing he's always going to nail is trust. his name. Trust. And to, you know what? To various audiences as well, not just one fan base. Like this man, his <laughs> fingers are in every pie that they could possibly He's calculated, be he's calculated. Do you know what I mean? He's very mm. clever. His marketing team, like 10 times. His PR is on 10, yeah. whereas Kanye's is not. But Kanye, Kanye carries himself. Like his legacy and his reputation carries himself, to be honest with you. like. But he needs to do more a, to a, uphold a, it now because he's, a different he's lost generation that. generation as well. Like Kanye is not, Kanye was, yeah, was not from now. that, ge- yeah, he's, he's not old. from that generation that yeah. was where you come up on social media. You know, so like you can tell in the way that they market themselves. Mm. I mean, they're both undeniable. Mm. I think they're both like realistically, they could both just continue to release music that wasn't that great, even if it wasn't that great, and like people would still continue to listen to it. It would yeah. still be hyped up. Like yeah. they have reached that level where they can pretty much do whatever now. Mm. Like all they can do is get better, basically. Like even if they release a bad album, it's never gonna like take them off the map. Well, that's the difference between them two, I think. Like, I think Kanye is a genius because he keeps trying to push himself. Whereas I think this yeah. show, this show, this album did from Drake showed that he's reached that level, like you mentioned. Rest on his laurels. Yeah. It, it's, for me, it was better. The only song I liked was the Travis Scott one because mm. I'd heard the snippet of Drake do that on his Insta a couple mm. of months ago. Mm. And I was like, this song sounds like a banger. Yeah. And when it when I heard it, I was like, that was the only song on the whole album. I was like, 
Oh, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Damn, song. really? Yeah, the, I think, the other I song think, was I like... think he just found his groove in it and, he, and it was just very formulated. Drake's comfortable now. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He pushed the boat out a little bit with views. He pushed it out with more life quite a bit, like in far, as, as far as his scope goes. But he has a lot more potential to explore. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, you know, when he starts doing like Afro beats or he starts going yardy and people like start getting on to him for that or he starts like trying to get a UK passport people get onto him for that like maybe he's seen that and he's like no I want to go a little bit more homegrown now which is obviously I think reduced the album to something quite simple yeah but that's what I liked about Drake before though the fact that he was so same versatile. like he was doing up genres like just like easy do you know what I mean easy but this like, is, this is his, in my eyes this is his worst project I, I might be inclined to agree I might be. I think I, I need to listen to it like two more times I'll than I can form an opinion. But I, I do think so. Twice, like back to front, and I was like, "No, this is it. This is the worst one." Yeah. Interesting. Well, we have another project which we're gonna give a play now. HB's Black Sun EP. So we're gonna play Cater to Me, then Bro Code, then Intentions. So these are the latter three tracks of the ep so are they meant to take you on any kind of like journey or is it like nah to be honest this was to do with um it was just that that cater to me was just i said to valley i was like yo let's do something drilly but it was a bit more r&b it turned out <laughs> we, we were like trying to do something hard with it but it was, that's what it turned into bro code i said bro to my, uh, my boy odyssey who made the beat i said bro let's do something together so he made the beat from scratch and he did the chorus as well uh, and then the last one, I've had, I've had that song for ages, man. And I was like, you know what? I just like the beat. Uh, so I just did it. Yeah. Yes. Intentions by HB from his new EP, Black Sun. Out now. Make sure you go stream that. And he is here with us in the building right now. Welcome again. What is it, my guys? Yeah, see. <laughs> All right. All right. Why don't you just, you want to take my place? <laughs> Carlos has a problem with, because I always say the same thing every time, but like, what am I supposed to say? It's all right, man. Like, this is my first time here, so everything's going to be new. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Anyway, we've got Halima moaning as usual in the studio <laughs> as well. We've also got Simran with us as well. How are you doing? Muted. Hi. <laughs> I'm good. Good, good. Right. So getting back onto your ventures. So you got your artistry, you got your podcast, but you've also got your brand as mm. well. So that's so next year. And I've heard you saying that in like your some of your songs as well. So what actually is so next year like? I've basically I've been saying it from the first song I ever put out, which was a remix I did in like 2014, and I don't know where it came from, but I was like. I think it was like, you know, people say so last year all the time. Mm-hmm. That's so last. I was like, but I want to be one step ahead. So then I just mm-hmm. was like, oh, let's call it so next year. And then we came up with like a tree logo with me and my mates. It's such a weird story. We were playing, I think it's called like Triominoes. Have you ever heard of it? It's basically like dominoes, but with three sides. <laughs> so my mate had it in his flat. And then we had one of my mates who helped come up with it. He's French. And instead of saying try, he said tree. And he kept saying tree. So we were like, oh, let's, I don't know why. Like, and then a tree came from this. And then I was like, actually, we can add that to logo. Because, you know, like an evergreen tree is sort of always there all year mm. round. And obviously mm. trees always grow. Mm. So that kind of fitted into what we're looking for. We always want to branch sense. out and keep yeah. growing and stuff. Um, branch out, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is so next year now? Like, what is that? So, we're, we're, so we are built like... Like I said, it's it's the music, it's also the podcast that we're going to do is all under that as well. But like I mentioned before, we're, we're working on a clothing brand as well. I don't want to do just merch though. I'm not like, I actually really like fashion. Oh, um, cool. So I want to get into like proper, proper fashion. Um, so we're working, we've actually, yeah, we're, we're basically at a stage where we're almost at production now. Um, so obviously... obviously well, so not, what's, what would you say is a style? It's, it's like... <laughs> It's like kind of bougie streetwear. Like just, but I like comfy stuff. I like, but I like it to look nice, and I like plain stuff. I don't like it where it's like too out there. Mm-hmm. There might be a few like little pieces like, like that. Understated, like classics. Yeah, classics. like okay. it's it's like what I like, and I just like over at the minute. I like oversized stuff as well. So, um, but I want to make it kind of affordable. As affordable, like I don't want to make. So we've made a thing where we're not going to make actually like any profit from it. It's oh. just going to be like we're just going to cover our costs. 
Um, oh, wow. So yeah, that's. So is this is literally just passion project then, not even like a, a stream. No, no, no. Hopefully, obviously, economies of scale and stuff when it gets later. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it might kick in. But um, yeah, right this now. this is something that a couple of us, as part of like my group, where mm-hmm. yeah, we're passionate about. So mm-hmm. we want to try and take it forward. Love to see it. Uh, so how... you don't find that that often, do you? Like someone actually doing something just purely yeah. because they actually like, mm-hmm. want to do it. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually surprised because we're, we're here talking about like I thought you were just like a kind of you, your full time thing was music, but here I am. This guy's doing a podcast. He's got he's doing his fashion thing. He's, he works as well. Give me some of the energy. I just don't like. No, honestly, <laughs> if anyone knows me, yeah, they they're like you. I'm never at home, or if I am at home, I'm working on something. I get bored. I get bored though. I can't. I can't sit like I don't watch series. I barely watch film. I've started actually. I've tried to watch a f- one film every two weeks. That's my new thing. Uh, on a Friday night, what I'm kind like. What films do you like? Like I think ones that make me think. All comedies. Okay. That's it. Okay. Interesting. And we were talking before about how um, you saying you went to uni and you did mm. maths and like you know you got like a bank yeah job i'm a nerd basically yeah um because you know you said that whole thing about like oh you know brown parents and like i mean that's all you needed to say I like know, brown parents when we all knew but what was that like in your journey like trying to navigate between like parental expectation and like following your own desires because that is a very very like common story for a yeah, lot of like, no, creatives yeah i started writing when i was at uni um because i always loved music and i was like well the football dream's gone now and like i said i always wanted to be <laughs> famous in it. yeah exactly in the injury um and then i was like I always want to be famous. I'm like, what am I actually good at? Yeah. And I loved English. So ironically, oh, okay. I did maths at uni, but I was better at English. Um, okay. But like, I was like, right, how can I incorporate that? And I was like, you know what? I always have headphones on. I've always listened to music. I was like, all right, cool. Let's see if this can work. Mm-hmm. Took me a couple of years to get a flow together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I came out, I was like, I want to move to London to try obviously getting a finance job. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to get a stu- <laughs> yeah, I want to get a studio and whatever. Yeah. Um, did you tell your parents that? No, nah, not at the time. I was like, oh, I want to go to finance, innit? And they were like, yeah, yeah, make sure you get a job. And then when I moved here and started going to studio, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to take this more seriously. My, I remember my dad saying, just focus on your, because I've done like loads of like exams, like for accountancy and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He was like, focus on your exams. So it, I'd be in the studio for like a month and I'd spend two, three months out because I was revising for my exams or whatever. Um, so it's only since last year, that's when I've started taking it seriously now i've got to a level now i'm qualified and all that stuff so congrats but um your parents like were they were they ever resistant to it like did they ever try to tell you not to do it or like uh no my my dad yeah but i think that's dad's in it like my my dad even now like he'll hear my song or like on his way home or like bbc asian network and stuff and he'll just say he'll tell my mom he's like oh i heard his song and but then when i speak to him he's like when are you gonna like stop like this is oh, the, like no. you've got you've got a deep because i'm working like no. like i've just got a, like i'm getting a new job in investment banking so yeah. he's like that's decent money just do that i'm like nah that's not i'm doing that's it for the money about yeah I was like, i'm doing it for the money to pump into my music do you know what oh, I mean? yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's even a side job wanted investment <laughs> banking as a side job <laughs> i find it interesting though how like it's like even though because I, I can kind of understand if parents are like looking at their kids who are fully invested in creative stuff and can see like how hard it is to actually generate income and then be like okay maybe even if you're still doing that you need to like be figuring out how you're going to pay the bills Mm. but you literally have everything covered in that respect and still Mm. there's that sense of but when like i don't know like the thing is my aspirations are like it's about your level what you're comfortable with for me i i never I want as much as I can, I'm greedy, right? So I want as much as I can get of everything. Yeah. So like money-wise, I want as much as I can get. You're like me. Like, I, I don't, I'm not selling for like six figures or whatever. And whatever. And if, if like my dad like, he's like, oh yeah, you, you know, you'd be able to get a good wage and investment. I was like, yeah, it depends what you think's good, innit? Yeah. I, was, I was like, good for me. <laughs> you're broke. I, 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 I was like, broke. I was like, I, I see how much like these bougie, bougie flats in bloody like um, in London cost. Yeah. I was like, I want a penthouse in Central, which yeah, is gonna cost yeah, like yeah. four, five, ten mil, whatever. Okay. I was like, how, how am I gonna afford that? Do you know what I mean? No, it's <laughs> like, good to have. It's good to have. You need to know. You know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying like it's definitely gonna happen. But you know, if you no, don't, it'll you know, if you don't if you aim, it will happen though, innit? No, but you know, if you don't aim high. You'll yeah. never push yourself to your limit. Yeah. No, I agree. So, sure. I agree. probably coming to the end of it now. So, just before we um, 
end the show do you want to just let us know first of all what you've got planned for the future in terms of the next dp and then mm. also like where people can find you if they want to go follow you after this chat like you no of course so like um i'm working on an r&b project at the minute um it's going to be released next month hopefully i've done three songs one more song to just finish recording um so yeah that's next month and then getting back on rap before the end of the year so in december i'm releasing my next rap project i've recorded two of their songs already so that's cool um again same sort of format four songs ep boom, 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 smash it out and then two videos we've already recorded just waiting on grm to get back to us to drop on their channel um yeah so i'm excited and then some remixes got a remix for the cut coming and uh, dropping that alongside whenever the video comes out um yeah so that's that's what we've got planned and just keep going man just building relationships trying to get my name out there so yeah my insta is i only use insta really it's at hb underscore five two nine one um yeah giving away giving away my age but it is what it is um, <laughs> but um but yeah that's basically it and then we have obviously the dime drop as well that's d-i-m-e-d-r-o-p-p um people can hit us on there as well uh where the podcast is going to be so yeah we're yeah just excited to get it going consistent content looking Sweet. forward to it man well, yeah, no, thank you so much for making the effort yeah. to come in and for bringing us presents as well. Anyone who's listening wants to come on the show. <laughs> That's what you yeah. got to do. Nah, next week is a good, I told you, I forgot the, the, the main present. I'm really annoying. But can you, like, when you post it, can you, like, write, like, happy birthday or something? Yeah, no, like, I will, I will. Can you just will, pretend will, like you no. meant it for will, my birthday present? Frankly. I'll send you something special, don't worry. What did you guys get at? Ooh, oh, oh no, that's not fair. So <laughs> you bought us chocolates, but apparently there's another special gift. No, nah, there's in. a better one. There's a better one. I'm well excited. Okay, well, I'm in the studio soon, so hold it for them. Well you guys. Excited. Guys, it's my birthday present. What do you mean? Hold <laughs> yeah, it for you. I'm sorry. We're not, we're not, no, not open it until October. Like. <laughs> If you it, want, we'll we'll FaceTime you when we open it. I'll that. Okay, it's my birthday fine. next weekend. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the Halima show next week. Oh, I can't wait. Basically, yeah, oh, I can't wait. I can't. We're gonna talk about all your favorite things about me, what you will like about me, <laughs> what you don't like. Uh, no, mm. we're not doing that. <laughs> I can't wait. But yeah, thank you so much, HB, for coming. In. It's been a pleasure. Sweet. Thank you and very much. Yeah, we're going to finish things off with a track which is from this EP, the next one, this more R&B focused one. It's not out yet at all, so this is exclusive. Ooh. Um, yeah. You heard it, exclusive. I feel like we need, like a, we need a horn or something. We need to play a jingle, like exclusive. <laughs> what, like. Not, you know what? Talk for a second. Let me see if I can get a horn. Oh, wait. Can I do it? this one called Miting. It's called Miting, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you yeah, again. Thank you very on. much, guys. Thank honestly. you so much Pleasure. for streaming. Thank in. you. And yeah, we will see you same time next week. Have a good week, guys. See you later, guys. <laughs>